Welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. Well, last night started the 100th year anniversary season of the National Football League. We had Carolina Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A little bit of a sluggish game, but Tampa Bay came away with a great victory, 20-14. to 14. Carolina Cam Newton struggled on some throws. He was 24 for 50, 324 yards, but Christian McCaffrey had 16 carries for only 37 yards, his lowest output as a professional. The great news for the Carolina Panthers, though, was tight end, often injured over the last couple of years. Tight end Greg Olson had six catches for 110 yards. On the other side, Tampa Bay, boy, they really fought for this victory. Tremendous job by defensive coordinator, former head coach of the Jets, Todd Bowles. Jameis Winston went 16 for 25, made the throws when he had to, 208 yards and a TD. Peyton Barber ran the ball well, 23 carries for 82 yards. But the star of the game offensively was receiver Chris Goodwin, who had eight catches for 121 yards along a 24. Mike Evans chipped in a nice big explosive of 41 yards. He had four catches for 61 yards. And my hat is off to the former Marshall quarterback, former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich called a great game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to have our guest this week is uh, Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator of the 1-0 Oakland Raiders. They have a Kansas City matchup this week, which I know is a big one. And we'll talk about Derek Carr and his great start and those explosive weapons around him, including Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back out of Alabama. We'll talk with Greg when we come right back. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do, this guy says the horse can do, if he says the horse can do, can do. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson. My next guest, or my guest this week, is the offensive coordinator of the 1-0 Oakland Raiders, a big 24-16 win against those Denver Broncos a really good offensive coordinator, been around a little bit. And uh, I tell you what, I'm really proud of how you got Derek Carr moving around that pocket. My friend, Greg Olson. Greg, how's it going, my man? It's going good, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm glad to be on. And I want to talk a little bit briefly about the game last week and seemed like just a couple days ago. Uh, Derek Carr, 22 for 16, 259 yards and a TD. But the thing that stood out to me the most, and I know, you know, watching the show, we all watch the show on HBO, but but the, yeah. the pocket presence that he had and the way he moved around the pocket and was poised, uh, what a great job you guys have done. Can you talk about that a little bit with Derek? Well, I appreciate that. And uh, certainly it's been an emph- emphasis uh, for us since we took over the job. Uh, we just felt like there were things uh, – trying to find things that he could do better and kind of get back to the form that he played at when he was with you. And uh, part of that was a feeling more comfortable in the pocket. And by adding a few pieces up front, I think that certainly helped in his confidence and staying in the pocket and sliding and, and not having to uh, retreat maybe as much as he had to or escape. So real, real good comfort level in there. Uh, and, and really the offensive lines had as much to do with that uh, part of his game as, as, as his own work ethic. So, uh, we do some things, I've done some drills, but really, to be honest with you, I, I attribute the guys up front. Yeah, they did a nice job, and I know we talked briefly, briefly before we came on the air, is Denzel Good did a nice job fulfilling in to, for Gabe Jackson, and all the way across the board, I thought the offensive line 
did a hell of a job. But a couple throws that really stood out to me, and one and both were early throws, and I think really helped the confidence of the team was that great pass down the left hand side to Waller, the tight end, Darren Waller who's been a yep. great, great find for you guys at 25. What a drop-in shot. That was an excellent shot there. And then and then the touchdown. With, he had a little pressure coming off the left side, you know, maybe a little bit stuffy in there. But I tell you, he, he put that ball where you had to put it. And Tyrell Williams, uh, who had a great jet, great day, six catches for 105 yards of touchdown. Those were two great throws. And, and I thought that really got his confidence up and the whole team and the whole stadium going, don't you think? Yeah, no question. And, you know, we've been fortunate, you know, you go through the week and you, you try to uh, simulate the looks uh, from your scout team uh, of what you're expecting to see uh, on those particular plays. And really the, the touchdown to Tyrell was one that uh, was one that we had seen in practice and had practiced it and came out to exactly how it came about. And same with the third and one, the big throw in the third and one to Tyrell Williams. Uh, everyone thought we could run the ball. We did a little play action. They had no safeties back. And, and uh, it was the exact look that we got in practice and uh, really almost hit him in the exact part of the field uh, that we hit him in practice. So uh, a lot of those things, a lot of preparation goes into it. Certainly, but uh, the players made plays when they had to make them. Yeah, they really did. But the great job by the coaches, knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now because I'm all in. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you, Josh Jacobs, what a nice day. 23 carries for 85 yards, a big back. And I've always loved the big backs. He had a 28-yard reception in there. But 11-yard uh, run, a 13-yard run. The 13-yard run for me was a, a big, big run with a, hundred, a minute and 15 to go in the game. I thought that really sealed things and, and just uh, put his pads down behind the guys and the guys were, you know, putting their pads down up front, making some movement, making some holes. Tell us a little bit about Josh Jacobs, rookie out of Alabama. What a, what a great back for you guys for the things you're trying to get accomplished. Yeah. You know, we had targeted him, uh, you know, before the draft as our top running back. And we, had, there were, there was, uh, you know, whispers out there that he may fall to us. Uh, where we got him, and certainly we were hoping that he would. But I thought our scouting department did a fantastic job really in describing the player and the reports that we got leading up to the draft, that he was a heavy back, that the pile would move forward. He possessed great speed and uh, would also be a threat out of the backfield. But, the, you know, the part that catches your eye and catches our eye too is that he's a heavy back, and uh, he's going to move piles for you. And, and that's, that's kind of what we were looking for. And, and it's certainly he's been that. He hadn't, didn't have a chance to show it because he don't do uh, he didn't get a lot of carries in the preseason. He didn't get any carries in the preseason. And obviously we're not live in practice. So when you got a chance to finally see it live and, you know, as well as see it. So uh, we're excited certainly about his start. We know he can get better, but he's kind of everything that our scouts uh, wrote him up as. Yeah, and I talked to Paul Gunther, defensive coordinator on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and, and lauded the uh, – efforts by Mike Mayock and his staff putting together some great draft picks on the defensive side. But then you come over here and you look at the offensive side to uh, get Josh J Jacobs and then go out and find uh, a guy that's uh, been a great story. If you watch the show on HBO, Darren Waller, I mean, he had catches of 14, 11, 25, eight. I think there was a seven and a six in there somewhere, 25 yard long, 70 yards. I mean, uh, I wish I had him on my fantasy football team, but my wife Diane did. I had Josh Jacobs on. I had Josh Jacobs on my fantasy football team. So keep so keep handing it off to that Hand big the ball. back. Yeah. yeah. So so explosive as hell. You had passes of 43, 25, 28. The explosiveness really is big. And as you know, you move the change, you change the field. 
But one of the biggest plays, I thought, of the game with two minutes to go on the clock, 24-16 lead, third and eight on the minus 27. Uh, you guys call a wide receiver screen to Williams. Well-executed play, game over. I mean, tell us about how that fell on the sideline to get that thing executed. Well, we had called it, and Rixie yeah, had a, a little play action, too. We were faking the boss play strong, and then Derek was going to come out and flip his hips. Our tackle was, as you know, came down and then escaped out the back behind the defensive end. But when we lined up to run the play, the previous play, they, certainly at that point of the game, they were bringing all out pressure. So the safeties were down low and uh, the corners was way off. So we thought, let's let's call this wide receiver screen uh, up off the play action. Well, we broke the huddle. We got the line of scrimmage and the corner was pressed. Uh, so we were nervous. But as Derek got into his cadence, the guy backed off to about a seven-yard cushion allowed us to get that play off. So a lot of things went into that, but certainly the threat of running the ball in that situation helped the screen and allowed our tackle to get out and block the corner. What a well-called play and a well-executed play. So let's segue on to this week. I know it's Friday. I know you want to get home. Thanks for taking the time. But the Kansas City Chiefs, I know being with the Raiders, it's such a big matchup. They got a couple of guys that stand out for me. They got that backup defensive end, Emmanuel Ogba, who had a sack last week. And Of course, Frank Clark out of Michigan, hell of a player. He uh, forced a fumble. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo Spagnuolo is uh, the coordinator. You guys don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes on your side of the ball. They're not banged up. But tell us a little bit about those those matchups, if you can. A couple of things to point out for, for our fans, and I'll let you go do your thing, bro. Well, yeah, they got some. They got some guys that we consider game records, much like last week when we when playing the Broncos. You know, when you had Blond Miller and Chubb, Bradley Chubb were two guys that, that we focused on. It was a big part of uh, the pass protection plan, whether it be chips or the the quick passing game or things that we did to try to neutralize those guys and make sure they wouldn't wreck the game. Well, they've got some. They've got some game records as well, and Clark and Jones and really the Honey Badgers, a big part of what Spags is doing in the yeah. back end. So we kind of got to be aware really of all those three guys for sure at all times uh, of where they're at on the football field. Uh, Cause they are talented players. Um, you know, Jones inside, you know, was a leading defensive tackle sacks a year ago. Uh, so as, as last week we were really concerned on the edge rushers, they've got one edge rusher and an inside guy. We're going to have to make sure we take care of. And then on the back end, you know, the, uh, Matthew's such a good blitzer from the uh, secondary that we're just got to be aware of where he's at and make sure their protection rules are, are clean and set uh, when we get into the game on Sunday. Well, I know that you guys are uh, feeling good coming into this one. This is going to be a great matchup. I am really looking forward to it. And I, I hope that when uh, Spags comes at you with it, you get an explosive in behind it and you shut down his blitz game and uh, have a smooth rest of the afternoon. But have a great day. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you down the road, okay? Get to 2-0. Hey, you know what, though? You can't be 2-0 unless you go 1-0. Yeah, I hear that. I appreciate it, Mike. And, again, it's good to hear your voice. And I hope you're doing well. And look forward to catching up with you later. All right, man. Be good, bud. All right. Take care. Well, I'd like to thank Greg Olson of the Oakland Raiders, offensive coordinator, for taking time on a Friday to come out and talk to us. And, What a great job he did talking about the plays that were made by the players in the game, the things the coaches did, the things they worked on in practice, and that big 24-16 lead, two minutes to go, that big flanker screen on third and eight to Williams. What an excellent description by Greg. And I tell you, we've got some great 
matchups this week, including that Oakland-Kansas City matchup. A couple matchups of the week, Minnesota at Green Bay. Minnesota coming over that big win against Atlanta. Green Bay eking out a win against the Chicago Bears. Seattle, who won but couldn't get their run game going at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, who struggled mightily against New England. We'll see if Pittsburgh can bounce back, and we'll see if Seattle can get that running game going behind that big offensive line. New Orleans at the Rams. I know that's a game everybody's looking at. I tell you, it's it's going to be a hell of a game, and I think New Orleans is going to get that one. I really do. Philadelphia at Atlanta. Philly, can they do things that they did in the, over the last couple of years, and can they stop Atlanta and Julio Jones, who's got a week under his belt, and can Atlanta bounce back after that uh, not very good uh, performance in Minnesota opening weekend? Cleveland, so far all hype. At the Jets, right now all banged up. We'll see what happens in that game on Monday night. And then Buffalo at the New York Giants. Let's see if Buffalo can go 2-0, and and the Giants, if they can get anything going offensively. That should be a good matchup also. Well, that's it for this week on Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. Uh, Next week, we'll start talking horse racing again as we start to lead up to the Breeders' Cup. We'll also review last week's game or this week's games, which will be last week's games. Don't forget, you can talk to us on Twitter at Odds and Ends Pod. That's at O-D-D-S, the letter N-E-N-D-S, Pod. And a couple of weeks from now, we'll be pushing out our video podcast on YouTube. That'll be Odds and Ends with Mike Tice Fast Friday. Have a great weekend. Hope your team wins, and we'll talk to you next week.